That's classified. You see, my identity must remain mysterious and my mission secret. If I told you that, I'm afraid I'd have to kill you. I'd like to see you try. I can explain. TMI. TMI, my friends. 8.43, Raphael Rashid has brightened up the studio with his presence. Good morning, Alex. And now the airwaves too. Good morning to you. Um, but we deal today with a very disturbing story. Honestly, I'm shocked by these numbers. I, I mentioned it briefly earlier. Let me repeat. It's estimated approximately 320,000 students in South Korea are going hungry. They, they have to go through the day skipping a meal that means some businesses are trying to change this by offering free meals to children who might not otherwise get one. Mm. Um, very sad to hear that this is going on on it's, our doorstep effectively. Yeah, it's, I, I suppose, I mean, it's sad regardless of where it happens, you know, in the world, but it's not necessarily something that you would associate uh, with South Korea. No. And we were talking about the situation in South Africa just before our international news roundup. And, uh, and that's sad. Um, but it's both the fact that uh, we're shocked that this country has a level of affluence that should make this impossible. Mm-hmm. But of course, also, it's on our doorstep so we can do something about it, in theory. Um, mm. t- t- tell us a bit more about the situation. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, like, like I said, it's, it's not necessarily something you'd hear about in this country often, but it does exist. And while... The problem may not seem to be huge. There is, you know, like you said, still a substantial amount of um, children or teenagers under the age of 18 who who might go through the day without uh, eating at least one meal. Um, According to data from the Ministry of Health last year, there were approximately 317,000 students nationwide who uh, would go through a day without a meal. and broken down of all the students in the country, that's um, 3.34% of all elementary school students, 6.08% of all middle school students, and 8.71% of all high school students. The younger the child is, you would think the more meals they need. Certainly you wouldn't want to be missing one of the three core meals in a day if you're, say, a an eight-year-old, but even at high right. school level, not to help your concentration through the day and various other factors. What? Why is the the proportion so high for high I mean, school students? Uh, it's 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 not you know an exact science, but some say that this is because free meals in schools is not necessarily a policy that is rolled out across every high school in the country. So but that's a good point. If we flip that round to the elementary schooler for example, Mm -hmm. if you're getting your free meal at school and you're still missing a meal, obviously it suggests you're missing a a meal at home. Mm. Um, Yeah. Is it also a time issue? What what do you mean by time issue? Having to study so much that you're missing a meal? I mean, I'd like... Either way, I'd hope not, whether it's a time issue or a, a financial issue. Um. There are these lunch cards as well for high school students. How do they work? Yeah, so, I mean, support is available, usually in the form of, um, say, lunchbox deliveries to vulnerable uh, people or 
lunch cards, as you said. So these lunch cards are meal cards provided by local governments to children who are unable to afford or are prone to skipping meals um, due to a variety of problems, including family problems. So these cards include Seoul's Dream Tree Card, Gyeonggi Province's G Dream Card and Busan's Happiness Dream Card. And they can be used in convenience stores, uh, selected restaurants, uh, bakeries, rice cake shops that have all signed up uh, with the local government. Um, But this process of registration can be quite tedious. Uh, You need to submit, I think, seven documents in order to register. Um, And although the amount that can be used varies from place to place, Uh, the amount of support per meal is approximately 5,000 won. Sometimes I think it's 6,000 won, depending on the region, um, which these days isn't necessarily enough to eat a nutritionally balanced meal. So for this reason, children uh, who have these lunch cards usually head to convenience stores uh, where they can certainly feed themselves for 5,000 won or less, but maybe not in a very healthy way. Mm, Exactly. And unfortunately, some of the less healthy options are are often uh, quite delicious to to students and and, and cheaper. So uh, they they might be tempted to go for that. I mean, uh, figures are reportedly uh, 80% usage in convenience stores in Seoul and 71% usage in convenience stores in Daegu. Um, Also, apparently... Approximately 50% of places where you can use these cards are on average 30 minutes away by foot or by public transport. So it's not necessarily close and it's not necessarily, I would say, healthy. Well, you have to play in the time factor again with that. But even if you've got uh, fairly luxurious break time, you're not going to want to walk 30 minutes necessarily to eat. Um, yeah, but but the prices are rising. You said five, six thousand won. In my memory, I can still think of quite a few uh, bibimbap type options for that price. But these days, it's getting harder. When, to when find was it. that? Yeah, well, <laughs> a few years ago. But yeah. and I, I look, I could definitely uh, think of a couple of brands that I don't need to advertise that you could find meals in that category but again they might not happen to be next to those schools and and they're probably not the best bibimbap type option no sure um i mean unless you live you know in one of these i'd say cheaper areas or say university areas um you know you're going to not it's going to be difficult to get a meal for for five thousand i mean It it doesn't surprise, I mean, these days it doesn't surprise me anymore to just see, you know, cold noodles or just, you know, soups for 8,000, sometimes 9,000. Admittedly, we do live in Seoul, but um, yeah, (laughs) back back when I came to Korea uh, the very first time, I think it was in 2006, I do remember, you know, spending on average 5,000 for a meal. Not not anymore. What did you used to eat then in 2006? I can't remember porridge. <laughs> I think that was the very first like, meal. I, yeah, that was probably the very first meal I had was a porridge. But those are like eight or nine thousand these days. Um, but at on, least, I mean, if yeah. you go to some of the popular brands, you, you could easily go to double figures, uh, like ten thousand plus for some of the better ingredients. Of course, and then you have like say um, the porridges or the soups in packets. Um, but those are 
you know, if you look at the ingredients, they're extremely unhealthy. Yeah, processed food generally is not going to be a great option for anyone regularly. You know, but on the, on the flip side, I would say um, it's because of this that actually uh, some restaurants are actually offering free meals to children and teenagers who own food cards. So store and restaurant owners have been campaigning to provide free meals or services to kids who own these cards. And there's a campaign that recently started at a pasta restaurant in Seoul, I believe it was in Hongdae, um, which began to offer free meals as long as um, children or teenagers um, showed their lunch card. So the owner of the restaurant uploaded a post on Twitter saying um, he was now going to offer free meals Um, especially since it was difficult uh, to apply to be part of this card scheme. Like I said, I think you have to send seven documents just to be approved. And are they quite secure, these cards? It's not easy to fake them. Uh, I'd hope not. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'd hope so. Um, But this this restaurant, um, yeah, this post went online. I think it went viral. And many people got in touch with this pasta restaurant saying that they wanted to help out and do the same thing so i think now we're at well over 200 uh, kind of stores or or establishments nationwide that are currently conducting this um, campaign of helping out kids in need well beyond just food then yeah absolutely so you've got um, opticians hair salons um, places for leisure activities such as uh, bowling centers comic cafes uh, pocketball some places are even offering services um at say taekwondo academies um training academies to gain skills you know uh for the future Uh, yeah and there's many positive stories coming out of this i you know i read uh, about teachers offering piano lessons um pocketball lessons not not um on a very regular basis but at least say once a month you can come here to have a pocketball lesson um yeah and so places that uh, carry out this scheme tend to put a sticker in their window to indicate that they are um part of this campaign can you imagine that there might be some stigma attached to this though if you're showing your lunch card uh, would you feel a bit embarrassed to do so that's yeah i it's I, I, not not just about this kind of this bit uh, about presenting your card for the restaurants, but I did you know I have seen that there is a certain stigma sometimes associated with this card, um, and even applying for the card, and like you said, if um, I don't know if your classmates know that you have this card, there they could be a certain stigma attached to it. And I know that that's part of the reason why there have been arguments in this country, you know, for and against providing um, these cards or even free meals in schools. Yeah. You would hope that there's just a a way of making sure the process is as subtle as possible so that the person behind the cashier is not like saying, what's this? Mm, You know, mm, mm, making mm. the person explain... Um, what about large companies? Are they not getting involved? Are they leaving this all to the, 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 the smaller stores to offer these deals? I mean, some companies uh, are too are, of course, helping charities too. I know there are you know, several charities in this country that do you know, raise funds to uh, 
provide lunchboxes. Um, it's not. It's of course not unheard of for big conglomerates in local areas to donate large amounts of money. Uh, just the other day, a major um, chebol, shall we say, in Ulsan area donated eighty-eight point eight million won to support children's meals in the Ulsan area, and the funds will be used to provide lunch boxes to three hundred and eighteen children and teenagers that have been recommended through. Organizations to be recipients of this aid, and this will be used to provide close to eighteen thousand meals for a period of fifty-six days, which is good. But fifty-six days will come around quite quickly, right? So um, you know, if you if you if you check online, you'll see that actually quite a lot of these companies are donating. You know. Big, I would say, you know, relatively big amounts of money, uh, but these tend to be on a short-term basis. Um, maybe part of companies' corporate social responsibility. Um, I'm not criticizing it. You know, of course, I, I think every little helps. Um, but yeah, these are not necessarily on a long-term basis. Um, you know, and it's 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 a. Is it is it their ultimately? Is it their responsibility, or is it the government's responsibility? Well, when many of us are going out eating fairly luxuriously, it's hard not to feel at least a pang of guilt, uh, mm. and, and that needs to spread into a solution. We've got a message from four one zero six. No children should starve. Obviously, they need more nutrition than adults. I totally agree, and and that goes for the world. But here we are on our doorstep, and it's shocking that this should be even something we're talking about here in Korea, in the South, anyway. Thank you mm. very much, Rafael Rashid. Thank you with TMI today. And earlier we were discussing the 2019 Busan International Film Festival. As uh, you can hear more about it on TBS EFM's new addition to the lineup, Career Factual, this Saturday, film critic Darcy Packett with Cassie Yu, the director of Global Content Division at Sidus, will be joining the program's talk to host Eunice Kim about the most notable films and the prospects for the festival, as well as Korea cinema generally. Look forward to that 7 to 9 a.m. this Saturday. And that's our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. We'll hand over to Life Abroad with Na Seung-hyun next.